everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cartridge Club Prime Podcast. If you don't know about the Cartridge Club Prime Podcast, it is a podcast where we discuss our game of the month with members of the Cartridge Club community who have played along with us. If you play along with Prime, share your thoughts and experiences in our forums at cartridgeclub.org, in our Cartridge Club community Discord channel, or on social media using the hashtag playalongwithprime. My name is Melissa, a.k.a. Mrs. Q-Dog, and I, along with Eric, Mighty Q-Dog, I'm very excited to be bringing you the first CC Prime episode of the new decade. And our first game of the decade is on the Sega Genesis. The Q-Dogs are talking about a Sega game? Big surprise. In the early days of the Genesis, Sega needed a game to show off what their new 16-bit console could do, and they turned to one of the best-known characters in the world to deliver, Mickey Mouse. This is no castle of magic tricks, Michael. It's a castle of illusion. Joining us on the show, we have some beloved community members and podcasting experts. Oh, thank goodness. Miles from Clock Talk Podcast and Richard, a.k.a. Ramvox, from the Retro Fandango Podcast. Hello, boys. Hello. Hey! How you guys doing? He <laughs> <laughs> had to ramp up that energy. Can I ask a question <laughs> real fast? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just I want to be on the same page as everybody else. Uh, who's Michael? Oh, oh Richard, 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 Richard. That's my joke. There's a uh, it's Arrested Development. There's a I think running gag in Arrested Development where Michael Bluth calls his brother's a magician, calls Job Job's job magic tricks, and Job always says. It's not a magic trick, Michael. It's an illusion. Ah, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Sorry. It might be funny to the people who get it. <laughs> I, I should have gotten it. It's been a while since I... It is a I deep cut. It. It's a deep cut. For sure. <laughs> well, I, I love Arrested Development. Anyway, uh, Richard, since you asked, why don't we have you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and mostly what your history or interest with uh, Castle of Illusion is. About myself. Gosh, what, what do you want me to say about myself? <laughs> well, where, where do we find you? What are you up to? Uh, I do, do? do the Retro Fandango podcast, which you can find at Podbean and Stitcher and all those other places. That's about it. That's Retro Fandango. That's Retro Fandango. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I yeah. still have a Twitter podcast. account. I occasionally use it. Um, if you want to find me, I'm at the Rambox on, on Twitter. Uh, regarding the game, um, I probably bought this game somewhere between five and ten years ago. Closer to ten years ago, I guess. And I played it for 20, 30 minutes. Thought it was cool. Put it on the shelf. <laughs> bought a couple hundred other games. Put those on the shelf, too. Um <laughs> I, I don't have a, a deep history with the game. I just thought it was really fun. Uh, the most noteworthy thing uh, I could say about it is years ago when I was getting my oldest daughter into gaming and just, you know, letting her mess around with, with games on the Nintendo and the Genesis and everything, one of the first games that she really gravitated towards was uh, Castle of Illusion. There was just something, it, it's very simple, it's easy to pick up, you know, very simple controls, jump and throw and, and all that. And mm -hmm. it, um, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it also has a practice uh, level. Yes. Uh, practice, um, yeah, level uh, that you can play like a shorter version of the game. And for a young child, it was like, you know, perfect because you could play through an entire game, getting a, a, a beginning, middle and ending. So uh, I have kind of high praise for the game mostly because of uh, her experience with it and just me watching her play and watching her get in, into games but i think it's a fun game and i've just it's one that i can pick up you know here and there over the years so it's just always been a fun title and for some reason uh, i have this aversion to disney stuff i i think i'm a I always feel like they're trying to sell me something whenever i pick up a disney product yeah and which is which is absolutely true of this one as well but they do a good job of hiding it. So I don't feel like they're trying to make me buy things when I play this game. It feels like I'm just playing a game. <laughs> okay, good. Good, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, how about you, Miles? Tell us a little bit about where we can find you and your history with Castle of Illusion. 
So, uh, I'm Miles. I, I co-host a podcast called Flock Talk <laughs> with Catherine, my partner, and her friend Chris. Oh, shalalala, shalabalagoo. It's called Flock Talk. It's a podcast just like this, but it's hosted by Miles and Catherine and Chris. Oh, shalalala, shalabalagoo. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good time. It should be a good time, but I don't know. It's uh, a good time. Check it's it out. It's a good time. Uh, and my relationship with Castle of Illusion. Well, when I first heard that the club was going to be doing this game, I was like, what is this Mickey Mouse bull? But then I, I gave it a shot. I really gave it a shot. And uh-huh. uh, I, I thought it was great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, some, there's some hesitation. We'll get to it eventually. But Yeah. 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 Yeah, that reminds me. Yeah, okay. okay. All right, well, how about you, Melissa? Tell us about, you know, your history. Uh, my history is that it's in our library because uh-huh. it's a Sega game. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have the uh, Sega Master System version of the of game. Of course, So there's yes. a Genesis version and there's a Sega Master, ver- Master System version. Yeah. Um, I actually played this game on, um, I think, one of the charity streams we did or we streamed genesis or something when yeah, I, I yeah yeah i think i think yeah and I, our daughter played the yes, practice and mode. our daughter played the practice mode yeah. yes so when it came up to be game of the month i said oh we should do that one let's okay. let's get through the whole game all right and i got through the whole game can yes, you believe that we, we did with uh, a little bit of help right yes all right all right yeah and and my history with this game goes back um i've been a sega person for a long time and i used to get sega visions magazine and uh, it's in there, and that's how I found out about it way back, about probably about the time it was released. I don't remember when I got my copy, but once we got a Genesis, it was one of the uh, games that kind of stuck in my head as one that, that I should try to get. Like you, though, Richard, I bought it and st- stuck it on a, on a shelf somewhere. And mm-hmm. this is actually my first real attempt to um, play through the game and experience it. So, uh, but did you yeah. play through the Sega Master System version? I, I hadn't. Up until this, okay. I hadn't really played either of them. I just knew them as sort of good Sega platforming or good platforming games on Sega systems that were, uh, you know, exclusive to those systems and uh, uh, added them to my collection. And this was the perfect opportunity to uh, play it for the first time. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about the game itself. Right. Okay. Well, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse, is a platform game developed by Sega and released for the Sega Genesis in 1990. The game follows Mickey Mouse on a quest to save Minnie from the evil witch Miserable. I mean, Miserable. <laughs> it was the first game in Illusion video game, sorry, it was the first game in Illusion video game series starring Mickey and was part of the second wave of games for the Sega Genesis, which helped solidify the console's reputation until the release of Sonic the Hedgehog. I really like that they named the witch Miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I thought that was kind of clever. Versions of the game was also later released for the Master System and Game Gear. These 8-bit, 8-bit versions differ from the Genesis version in several significant ways, making them almost different gaming experiences. Finally, in 2013, an HD remake of the game was created with updated 2.5D graphics. The game was released on PS3, Xbox 360, PC, and several mobile platforms. Okay, so, uh, Miles, which version of the game did you play? So, uh, actually, I owned a a copy of this on Sega Genesis, but I sold my whole collection. But I then bought uh, Sega Genesis Mini, and it's on there. It's one of the games on there, so that's the version I played. Excellent. And what about you, Richard? Which version did you play? Um, Like Miles, I also had the physical copy, which I... I thought I still had, but I guess I got rid of it. Um, but I played it on the uh, Mega EverDrive. I have kind of made that my go-to for Genesis now. Is there a Japanese version of this game? Do you know if there's any differences? Uh, yeah, that's the one I did have. And I, I, I can't say that I know of any differences. All I yeah. know is that uh, the Genesis... Um, there's a certain modification you can do to it where the game will play in both English and Japanese. Like both of that, both versions are on the cart. You just have to make a little modification, flip a switch, and then it'll switch regions and and 
play it. Like Streets of Rage is kind of like that. Um, yeah. So as far as I know, it's just a language thing because I, okay. I don't think the game changed. But occasionally there's like difficulty variations, but right. not sure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, we played the Genesis version as well, figuring that that was probably the most common version that people were going to play. And if, mm -hmm. if we look at Twitter, the results from Twitter, yeah. I think it's pretty clear that most people played the Genesis version. So that's what we're going to discuss for the most part, right? Yep. The Genesis version? Mm -hmm. okay. Does anybody yeah. have the remake? I wasn't sure if that was still available. I thought that I had heard that it wasn't available. But then when I looked on the, uh, I actually looked at the Xbox storefront the other day and it indicated that I could buy it, but we don't have it. And I didn't actually try to buy it, so I don't I don't know if, if it would work or if it would die. But um, I think Pam, Cannot Be Tamed, indicated that it was available again. Hmm. Okay. I don't even know what it's going for. If, it, if it's going for under five bucks, I might grab it. Mm -hmm. It looks really cool. I, I, looked, I watched some YouTube videos of it. Yeah, it's, that's uh, a few years ago when it came out. It caught my attention. I didn't actually go out and buy it, but it did... It's one of the few games that made me go, ooh, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't know. You know, apparently it's available on Windows. So I wonder if you could find it on on Steam on or Steam, something. Yeah. I don't know if it would be on what some some gaming platform on, on PC. Look it up. All right. Uh, let's I want to discuss the gameplay. Yep. Okay. Some of the mechanics of this. We mentioned it's a platforming game. Uh, and it doesn't I don't know. Let me ask it this way. Um the mechanics, the gameplay mechanics. Uh, Richard, it didn't seem like a very complicated game to me. It seemed pretty straightforward. Oh, yeah, very simple. I, I guess that's the benefit of it being an early title. You know, they didn't really, they, they were going simple. Just make it as good as you can uh, mm -hmm. with, you know, basic controls. Uh, you know, Mickey Mouse, he walks. He, does, he doesn't run, as far as I can tell. Oh, he doesn't. There's no uh, speed. Um, he walks, he jumps, he picks up projectiles and throws them. And, and he's got uh, what you call the butt bounce. My daughter refers to as the butt smash. Butt <laughs> smash, yeah. 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 So there's a bit of a, I wanted to ask about this because there's a bit of a, a debate, if you will, on Twitter about the butt smash. What did you guys do? There's two ways to, to engage or activate the butt smash. Uh, Miles, how did you activate the butt smash? What was your preferred <laughs> butt smash Method. So, so, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, you guys threw me off with all this butt smash talk. <laughs> I haven't talked about butt smash as much since high school, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so the way I thought I had to do it was double tap, but then I, I realized I could just press down and then I just uh -huh. started doing that. That was way easier. Okay. I didn't know that you could do it any other way. I just would press down. That seems to be the classic video game control for that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So there's a part in the there's an early part of the game, and I I had this weird problem. There's an early part in the game where there's some uh, ghosts that you have to bounce yeah. off of to make your way across a gap. And whenever I did, and I can't even remember which way I did it, but when I did it one way, it would never. There's a way that you could bounce and you get a really high rebound and yeah. whenever i hit it with the jump button let's say it wouldn't it would just kind of fall and mm -hmm. when i did it with the down i would get this really high bounce did you guys have any trouble with that or experience with that yes um i i remember that ghost part from playing it years ago and i remember i was able to bounce all the way up because it, it's kind of a secret if you follow mm -hmm. it all the way up there's some gems and other stuff up there that's right but this time around, I was always pressing down. So maybe it is the double tap that does it because I would constantly find myself not bouncing high enough where mm -hmm. I couldn't okay. get to the next ghost. So yeah. ultimately, I would have to just jump over the first ghost and bounce on the second one in order to get to the next platform. But I couldn't make it all the way up to the, the secret area. So mm -hmm. I guess it's the uh, double tap. I, I had no idea. I did the double tap most of the time, too. Double tap. And that's where I felt tap. like I got kind of a big jump. Okay. All right. So, yeah, there's two ways to pull it off, folks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess, you know, your, your preference one way or another. But it sounds like the double tap might uh, be the way to get the high the high bounce, right? Sounds like maybe uh, we should read the instruction manual. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Well, anything. Okay. So, you mentioned that he can throw projectiles, right? Yeah. So, as part of the game, you can pick up apples apples or what different items right 
there was it was a ball was in a, the second one, right? Yeah, was, uh, there's the, just a ball, blue orbs. Yeah, and basically sure he picks like... up stuff and they change the color of what he throws. Yeah, <laughs> there's the red balls, the blue balls, the green balls. <laughs> so, did you guys make use of the projectiles? Did you use yeah. the butt bounce, the butt smash, or the projectiles? How would how would you? Um, depends. Well, yeah, I. I... Of course, I used the projectiles when I first got them. Then I realized, well, you can do it either way. So I would conserve my ammunition. Yeah. Not that I ever felt like I was really running out. You you can find plenty. Um, and uh, you do have to use the projectile for smashing down certain blocks in the second That's level. Right. Yeah. So basically, I used it when I needed to or if there were in the first level, there are those plants that are they shoot out a little projectile. So mm-hmm. you don't want to get too close. So you throw something at them and mm-hmm. smash mm-hmm. everything else. I definitely want to revisit this question when we talk about the different bosses. I'm, I'm curious to hear everybody's strategy for the bosses. But uh, let's let's move on a little bit and ask. Uh, I think, you know, Richard, I asked you at the beginning. This, this seems like sort of a basic platformer to me. Uh, Miles, what did you think of the, the platforming devices in the game? They, they seem pretty typical. Things we've yeah. seen in other games. Like the spring... And the <laughs> the rope, yeah, classics, yeah. just classics. You don't change a classic, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I think for the controls, just in general, for me, one of the the things I noticed was that there was like a delay, and I wasn't sure if it was because I was playing it on the Genesis Mini, but it always felt like you had to press jump just a little before you actually wanted to jump because there was going to be a little bit of an animation. He makes a little bit of a spectacle of himself just before he launches or throws. Like even the throws, you know, when those unicycles are coming at you, you're like, come on, throw the thing. You know, I think he was kind of showing off. Yeah. Was that delay um, the same for for all of you or is it just me? Is that just the version I was playing? Sounds like just you, man. (laughs) (laughs) You're factual. To make a good quality product. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't I, notice anything. I noticed. Well, I attribute I, it I to being an older game, and sometimes it, they they were just like that. I mean, people are gonna argue, yeah, NES games are a lot of them were spot on and stuff. But some games, maybe maybe it's true. They have a, like a little bit of a lag. They want to show off the, those animations. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the animations? Just sort of jump to that a little bit. I remember this being a huge selling point of this game, this incredible amount of animation for it. What did you think of it, seeing it now in 2020? This game was 1990? Yes. Um, well, well, that is what stands out to me. Like, Mickey Mouse's uh, uh, standstill animations, his walking animations and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Disney games, they did have high-quality animation because they had the money for it. But uh, Mickey just looks if anything, too happy. I mean, Minnie just got kidnapped by a witch and she's <laughs> locked up in a tower somewhere. But he's got this huge smile on his face. And, and when he's walking, he's, he's I know. Like, like going back arms. and forth like, man, I'm going to go get an ice cream cone. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then, he, you know, okay. he stands still and he's swinging his hips. And the only time he ever looks worried is if you do the duck, he throws his hands out. <laughs> but, That's um, true. Yeah, I really like Mickey's animation. As far as everything else, it was kind of meh. Okay. I like the, um, you know, you ever, when you got, like, close to an edge, and then Mickey's, like, about to fall off, but he's not, I kind of like that. And I do, I also remember seeing that, you know, they use that same type of animation, like, in Rocket Knight Adventures. I remember the guy would do the same thing, like, I'm gonna fall. Yeah. Yeah, I always like those. Sonic does a good one, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I used to run uh, video games like that, I used to always like that was the first thing I would check. Like, what's the idle animation? Like, yeah, the yeah. Tick or like I would I would get so excited about that. And now it's like, don't you I feel don't... let down when they don't do it? It's very yeah. true. How about this? Uh, I know this was also a subject of a little bit of conversation online. And that's Mickey's walking speed. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? He doesn't seem to be in too much of a rush, in my opinion. No. Not at all. I wish there were a run feature. It would help with some of the jumping. Um, Because there are a few gaps where sometimes 
I would find myself misjudging the distance quite a bit. Um, and I wasn't sure if it was intentional. Like, um, I believe it's the third level, the, the fish are jumping out. And mm -hmm. sometimes I would try to time it so I could bounce off of one to get to the other ledge because I would always miss it by just a little. Yeah. And maybe they knew that because one of those jumps, there's a little ledge that if you miss the jump, you fall on a ledge. So it gives you a second chance. Yeah. And yeah. that ledge yeah. will then drop away. Yeah. But yeah, I wish I could speed them up just a little bit for some just of those jumps. Bit. Especially in the water, too. I felt like sometimes like you're like swimming slowly and that fish is coming up at you a lot faster than you're swimming. Yeah, and they... they they target in on you too. They're not yeah. just randomly floating about. They just no, no. And they the, come right at you. The sprite is large. It's a large sprite. Yeah, and there's yeah. like not a lot of room to go either under or over it. And you can't mm -hmm. jump out of the water and land back on the fish. That would be sweet. Can't right. do that. Right. Boy, this game is starting oh. to suck, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just I... challenging. <laughs> I did feel like, um, speaking of like sprites, I felt like there was a lot of give in terms of like where Mickey stood and whether he would like, like when some of those um, presses would come down, you know, like I felt like you, you had kind of a, a, a lot of leeway, like you could get pretty close to it and it would come down and it looks like it would hit Mickey, but it didn't, didn't count as a hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you guys notice that the hitbox? Uh... Yeah. Seem to be a challenge. little bit forgiving sometimes. Yeah. No, I felt like I was getting hit all the time. <laughs> okay. I again, maybe it was like judging the jumps and things, but I, I think I could jump between people, but that I always get hit. And sometimes there were just enemies that it seemed like you couldn't avoid them. Those butterflies in the first yeah. level. Yep. When when you're going on the rope, it's like you grab the rope and you see the rope. You grab it and you're swinging and then the butterfly's like right there and would hit you. There's not really a way to avoid it. So yeah. some of those I felt yeah. were a bit unfair. Some of the yeah, enemies you could just swing right through though and kill them. Yeah, again, it's it's I guess if you're pixel perfect on it, it counts as a butt smash when you're swinging <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, there was one part where yeah, there was a three three ropes or something to swing across and there yeah. were airplanes flying and there's a level with these bats that just always seem to be in just the wrong spot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so we used uh, some save states to, to get us through those <laughs> trickier areas. What I found about those bats, I found them equally annoying, but I think the truth is the way they fly, they're not going to hit you, but you panic and you try to get out of the way and that's when you get hit. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's true. Yeah, I'd always jump and it'd be like, you know, if I hadn't done anything, mm -hmm. I'd have been fine. So they're they're always there to to scare me into into jumping right into them. It's like the thing you're focusing on is what you're gonna run right into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The big red A's are also like that too. In the toy box level, there's these big red A's that are like jumping at you, but if you yeah. just walk straight, they just jump over you every time. Yeah, that's right. That's I what remember. Eric, I, Eric I remember telling you. So you yep. just walk through them, and yep. they'll just jump right over you. Sorry, big red A's. Yeah, they're in the uh, toy box level. Big red A. The letter A. The letter A. Just, just the like letter A. a. I'm not remembering this at all. I wonder sure? if they were changed for the Jap. Did you play it in Japanese mode? I I I have no idea. I played my my Mega EverDrive <laughs> emulated copy. It was in okay. English, so I assume I was. Oh, playing it was in huh. the toy box, the the second level, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a section where you can walk along and these red letter A's kind of march toward you and then they jump over you if you do nothing. <laughs> huh. No idea. I'm, now I'm curious. I'm intrigued. I'll have to look this up. Maybe it was Maybe just there's... in the Canadian version, the A's. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we had it too. Yeah. All right. Any other... So we talked... I, I, I guess I asked Miles a little bit about the platforming, you know, and it, I agree. It's completely classic. They have all of the standard platforming things richard did you want to say anything about the platforming the, the level does we'll get to the levels the individual levels in a, in a bit but anything just generally about the way the game was the game mechanics the, the platforming no it's it's very basic i think it works well because it's simple but it's also fairly short so you don't have time to get tired of seeing the same stuff mm -hmm. and they 
they give you a bit of variation. Like uh, when you come across that giant apple, you know, that just rolls down you Raiders of the Lost Ark style and you have to mm-hmm. run down the hill and then, you know, duck into that hole. You know, that was like a nice little, oh, I didn't expect that. You know, mm-hmm. something different. Um, or at the end of that first stage of the toy box level, which I, I keep thinking of, it's a small world, the architecture. Maybe yeah. That right. Um, you get the key and then suddenly all the stairs that you climbed up turn into slides and you, you race back down mm-hmm. and there's really no danger. You're just collecting uh, gems at that point. That's like, right. oh, you know, that was a cool little thing that it changed it up. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. in the, the third level, there was uh, this tidal wave section where the, the oh, current yeah. would come in and you had to jump over it, which was extremely frustrating at times. Yeah. But... <laughs> also cool design it was like yeah. there you go i'm not just jumping over bats again and you know they, they gave me a lot of different stuff to do simple but very effective okay the the other thing though too like with part of the platforming i remember the one level where um they were like in like where you jump over the books like the library level and then you go into the milk like i remember that one like i was looking for more sometimes i was looking for more like am i missing a secret we're supposed mm-hmm. to jump up and see something like because it was like almost super simple mm-hmm. almost yeah. too simple i like the uh there was a section i think it was in the second world too the toy world where it would reverse the gravity oh yeah I like oh that yeah one that was cool. the, that worked on the clowns really well yeah that worked yeah it would you'd, you'd hit the button and it would flip yeah. everything upside down and all the enemies would be uh eliminated and uh uh, yeah, it was a neat animation yeah. too. Uh, the world flipping upside down. So it had a good yeah, sound some... too, like this sci-fi warping mm-hmm. sound when it flipped over. Yeah. There's yeah. a stage that's almost identical to that in Cuphead. I don't know if you played Cuphead, but there's oh. like, and it really feels like Cuphead took inspiration from this this area, like with clowns and like flipping the whole screen. Like, yeah, right. Very, very similar. Yeah. Oh cool. no! Yeah, I I got like two feet into Cuphead. I, mean, I, I didn't get far at all in that game. It's, uh, oh. But if you want to talk about uh, platforming devices and gameplay, if you mm-hmm. check out the other games in the Illusion series, the World of Illusion, uh, mm-hmm. where you play as Mickey and Donald, there's a lot of interesting stuff in that too because you have to work as a team. So there'll be things like uh, teeter-totters where you got to, you know, bounce each other up. And that game's also interesting because it's kind of meant to be played with two players where you need to help each other to get over obstacles. But if you play only one player, the stage is designed differently because you can't use those things. So you actually get kind of two different versions of the game if you play single or multiplayer. That's pretty impressive. I never knew that. I think we've got that game. We may have these to check days, into that one. These days it'd be DLC. $7.99. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Let's quickly talk a little bit more. We talked about animation, but I want to get an idea about the graphics and the sound generally. Uh, when I when this game was first released, that was like a big deal, was how gorgeous this game was. And and I, I want to remind everyone that this game came out in 1990, which means the NES is the you know the most common thing that people are gaming on. So we have the 16-bit hardware, but then we have this game too, which I think you know it added the animation, it added some really good graphics. I think. What 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 did you think, Miles, of the the, the graphics and music in this game? Uh, I, like at first I wasn't impressed, and then I realized when it came out, and then I was like very impressed. Like this is this game looks fantastic for 1990, and I actually watched the uh footage from the sega master system version mm-hmm. and it looks just as good as the genesis one <laughs> like i don't know if you've seen footage of it but it looks great as well yeah, i think this I... game was ahead of its time for sure and i okay. think a lot of games that came after it took things from it how about you richard what, what do you think of the do you think the graphics have aged well do you, are they good i enjoyed them i, I think some of the enemies are kind of flat those little those trees that would just walk by there's nothing too special uh-huh. about them design wise or anything um it it really feels like just a graphically impressive 8-bit game 
Like the the style okay. and the speed feels like NES, where it's right. it's still kind of slow and it's fairly simple. It feels like they hadn't really gotten to the point of maximizing what they could with that new generation of console. Like when you go to okay. Sonic, which was what the next year, yeah, ninety one, yeah, and you think about how fast that screen moves and how bright the colors are and that. And even the music has like a much faster pace. Everything feels like, whoa, we're moving a lot faster now. Everything is great. But this Mickey game, it feels fairly slow paced and simple. So it's like it was that transition period. So I I enjoy it. I don't think the game looks bad or sounds bad or anything like that. Perfectly fine. That music in the first level is really catchy. It's always what I think of when I think about this Uh, game. uh, but even the that uh, the storyline at the beginning, just the animation of Mickey and Minnie dancing around, and here comes the witch and takes her away. Really nice animation, good music. And one thing that I, I really like is when Mickey goes into the castle and he's going to all the different doors, he opens the door and you can see like a little sliver of the world right. inside. They took the time yeah. to put like miniature versions like little you can see the little blocks of the toy level and stuff right where it could have just been like a black void and and it would look fine but they they put those little details in there so it's true i I think it looks really good so yeah if you like miles said if you go back to the time 1990 it's like yeah i could see how this would be really impressive and and one minor thing i don't know why i enjoy this as much but mickey's ears seem a little bit small compared to how they normally are yeah, I like it better. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like what he's not you? as dominant. Like, look at me, I'm Mickey Mouse. Look at my giant ears. <laughs> That's why he takes more time with his performance in this game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about you, Melissa? What is, anything stand out in terms of the graphics or the sound? Um, no, I just I don't know. I thought they were pretty. I don't know, very colorful. Pretty, you know, yeah. it's like it's a very colorful game, and um, yeah, that original that first music is very catchy mm-hmm. um the um i actually i don't know if, I, I guess i just i don't know if i can say this now or not but the final boss you know when you see miserable and her change into yeah. um the snow white queen you yeah, know that yeah. was pretty impressive it's i thought impressive. too yeah yeah all right well let's talk i i do want to talk about the bosses but before we do that i wanted to talk a little bit about the, each of the each of the levels, mm-hmm. you know, we've mentioned some of them before: the forest, the toyland. Um, there's a couple other ones that we haven't touched on as much. Uh, I'll go back to you again, Melissa. Tell, did you have a favorite level? Is there an area that sticks out in your mind as being very good or very difficult? Um, no, I think what I was like I said, I think the library was like kind of the least favorite level. I would say, yeah. Because that seemed the most, I don't know, the most boring. It wasn't as vibrant to okay. me, and it seemed a lot, a lot more simpler. But that's the one that you went into the milk jugs in, yeah, right? And then I know. there was this candy world in there. I know. Which was strange to me. Yeah. But... It just, I don't know. That was, the, I don't know, that was the okay. weirdest to me. Do you have a I favorite? Uh, I don't know if I had a favorite. Okay. You know, Toyland was kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, right. um, but. They're all good. I'm, they're all good. Miles, how about you? Do you have a level that stood out for one reason or another? No. Well, okay. One one level I want to I want to talk about is the storm. Uh-huh. Do you know when you just start the storm and there's like a pit, but it's not really a pit. You can go down there. And it's like a yeah. secret. They put that in like every Capcom game. Like <laughs> I always see that. Like like in Ducktales, there's the exact same part in the Amazon. Where you just fall, you you fall down that first hole. You go back, and there's a secret through the wall. I it's in a lot of games, so every time I'm in a stage that looks similar like that, I'll always just drop and see if I can go, you know, behind and find a secret. I don't know. I feel like it's a little signature from a developer or something. <laughs> it's interesting. How about you, uh, Richard? Anything uh, stand out? Um, like I said, a lot of those. Um the the specialty thing that would change in a level the giant apple going down the 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 current of water going back yeah. it was really fun because 
I played this game. I, tr- I, I tried to play this game like a half a dozen times uh, to get ready for this. And every single time I started playing it, when the music would start, one of my kids would run in the room and they'd be over <laughs> my shoulder watching me play this. And inevitably, I got to pass the controller. Like, hey, here you go. Go ahead All and play. Right. And then I lose my chance. And it's like, okay, I didn't get to play the game. Maybe in a couple of days. Pick it up again. Dun, dun, dun. Kid comes running in the room. Okay, here you go. Play. So I thought I might be able to avoid admitting this, but I didn't finish the game. <laughs> I didn't get all the way through. Because when okay. I finally did, when I finally did get a chance to like sit there and play uh, the game myself, I got up to that storm level, that very first level. And the amount of frustration I was feeling, I couldn't figure out how to get past that first level. I'd see the exit. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I, I go down, come out the water spout. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. behind there again. Like, okay, am I supposed to go down this one? And I could have sworn I went down every single one of them. But eventually, like after a, a few tries, I had to go online. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I saw a map of the level. And it's like, you got to go all the way back to like the middle of the level. And mm-hmm. that's where the exit is. So right. you yeah. could just... If you, I beat once it. you know where to go, you just, okay, this is it, plop down and the level's over. It's that easy. Yeah. But... I got through it by accident. I just fell and I, I got there. <laughs> I wish I had done that. Because <laughs> it didn't make sense to me. I was like, what, what, what am I missing? Am I supposed, I was thinking I had to do that double, like high jump off a mushroom to get over that platform. Yeah, I, I remember that, how to yeah. do it Because there were like other stars up there. I was like, I, I can't get up there. It was driving me nuts. So I wasted a yeah. lot of time doing that. Eventually, I did yeah. get past it and moved on. But I only got as far as the um, the boss of that level, the the one that has multiple possible names on this outline. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about, we're going to talk about the bosses. I want to ask, though, before we get there, what about the secret areas? Now, you, Miles, you mentioned some secret areas. Did you try to seek out these secret areas or did you just come across some accidentally and say, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think like if I saw something could be a secret area, I would go check it out, but I wasn't like Uh hunting and forcing myself to like hold back just to find all the secrets or anything like that. I I, I try to get through games kind of as quickly as possible. Usually, Sure. I mean, I found, you know, the secret areas were, they were small, right? And they, they either, they gave you the gems, which are just worth points, mm-hmm. or maybe they gave you um, a health, uh, a health thing to, to restore yeah. your your health, and and they were scattered around. Um, how about you, Richard? Did you did you seek out these secret areas? Did you stumble on any? Stumbled across a few, yeah. But even if I knew they were there, like the one Miles said, you go down the hole and and go left. Yeah, I found that one doing exactly what he said so i think his his um theory is absolutely true um and then after i found it when i redid the level i was like i I don't need to go back down there because i didn't (laughs) think any of the secrets were really worth it i guess it's everyone's consensus they they weren't that special you just no they were just i got another diamond who cares I mean, it's cool at the end of the level when they tally your score and mickey like puffs out his chest and he's like yeah i'm (laughs) awesome but it's you get that no matter how many points you have. So yeah, All didn't right. feel worth it. Nothing to, nothing to drag in there. Nothing too big. What about you? Did did anyone like at, near the beginning? There was the um like the Mickey Mouse silhouette block that you could get, right? Yeah. That wasn't really a secret. It was just kind of out there. There's an extra life. But, yeah, extra life. but I I don't know if I saw another one in the entire game after that. Like really? I don't know if there was a secret one or what, but Did you guys I don't, find any of the secret? I don't secret, remember uh, finding another one of those. Mickey That's Mouse the years. only one I can think of. Maybe it was just to help you out. Like, oh, you're starting the game. Here you go, mm-hmm. little gift. Okay. okay. I don't even remember that first. <laughs> you you basically just fall on it after you do those swings across the rope. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, let's. Okay, then let's jump into the bosses. Then okay. I think I think this is maybe the most interesting part of the game, at least at least for me. Um, you're supposed to collect seven gems, but, uh, of the rainbow, of the rainbow, but they only arrange the game in five levels Mm -hmm. and there are only five bosses or six, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you count miserable. Right. So 
each of the each of the levels at the end had a boss and there's a gem one of the gems uh there uh let's go back to miles miles does any boss stand out to you yeah a, a lot of them do I, I if i could only talk about one i'd want to talk about the dragon but i just want to go quickly ahead. say the old oak tree looks a lot like the boss the first boss in kirby you know how you always fight that old oak tree yeah, the first yeah. boss in every kirby game yeah <laughs> anyway so uh the dragon was i thought was really cool i felt like it came out of nowhere like i didn't see anything that looked like that up until that point i uh -huh. thought it was probably one of the cooler looking bosses because like the one just before the dragon is like come on what are you doing phoning it in with this little guy <laughs> clip art bouncing around my screen um but, but the dragon it looks almost like three-dimensional right and yeah. uh it was also cool to like because i was using my ammo but then i'd run out that was like the one time i'd run out of ammo so then yeah. i had to switch to jumping on top of the dragon's head because i'd miss okay. i'd miss a lot but yeah that was my favorite fight I was going to ask you, yeah, how'd you defeat the dragon? Because I think I used the projectiles. And so and did I. It was too hard to jump around. And uh, Okay. How about you? Uh, so, Miles, you mentioned you wanted to talk about a few. Go go ahead. Tell us tell us about another one you want to mention. <laughs> well, I just meant I should probably leave some for, for other people. But the uh, Miss yeah, Rebel... Leave, leave I, the first few for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the oaf at all. I don't know what happened there. But Ms. Rebel, you maybe is that what he was called, the Oaf? That's what I called him. He he, we'll get to it. Tell us about Ms. Rebel, and we'll we'll talk about the. I oaf. thought that fight was really cool. Uh, for a lot of that fight, I was trying to figure out, um, kind of like where to stand to see if I could make her spawn in a specific spot, or right. if like maybe I jump at a certain point, she'll always spawn. But it it was completely random as far as I could tell. Uh. Yeah. But once you get the hang of it, you feel you feel real good. You feel like, oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so like a couple times she'll beat you, but then when you when you get the hang of it, feels good. I was a little sad that there was no like second version of her. You know how in some games mm -hmm. there's like a Oh yeah. 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 All right, Richard, tell us about one of your uh, boss experiences. <laughs> um the first two are too easy, and then the third one killed me. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. So the third one the moves third fast. One. Okay, so we called it Mer Person or Aquaman. And then I called it the creature from the Black Lagoon. That's what and I was I thinking. Of, yeah. That's what it kind of like. I don't know. I'm gonna age myself. When I was little, they they showed that movie on TV, and I remember you could go to Seven Eleven. I think it was like just this little. Um, what kind of store would you call that? Like a little pantry convenience store, store, convenience yeah. store, and you get the red and green uh, 3D glasses. Yeah, yeah. And so you could watch it on oh, your me. TV, and it would be 3D. And so that was like a big deal. And I like stayed up late, like it was shown at late. And so that's what it reminded me of this creature from the Black Lagoon movie. Yeah. Creature. Yeah. I was thinking but creature from the Black one. Lagoon or Merman from from Masters of the Universe. Yeah, yeah. that's what it I, I want to believe it was him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the oak tree at the beginning, uh, could you bounce on him? Because I always threw the apples, and it took oh, forever. I oh, yeah. yeah, I bounced. Oh, could you? Oh, I, I guess I should have done that. Because I threw the apples at him, and then the second one, the jack-in-the-box robot guy, I would bounce on him, and it took like nine hits with the apples to finish the first boss, but only like four or five butt smashes to finish the robot. So yeah. Could I, should I have just done the other way? Oh, sorry. Apple tree's immune to apples. That's, uh, <laughs> that's is, that, is that what's going on? Ah, <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's not. I wondered if the apples or the butt bounce were different uh, power. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I smashed, I, I, I butt smashed the old oak tree and, mm -hmm. and the jack in the box and mer person, merman I used the projectiles on because he was too fast. Um, can I talk about the Oaf? Just at least maybe yeah, to remind sure, Miles or whoever. The Oaf was the Oaf was one of the more challenging bosses. Well, he's the last one up until you know, up until Miserable. He he was a guy with a just kind of a big, big like an oh I don't know, maybe Almost like, like an a ogre, like a giant. Kinda... And he had a he had a sword or an axe yeah. and he'd swing it at you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Miles got it now. And you had to 
This one was one where he had a defensive posture. He yeah. would defend against you. And so you had to figure out the timing. And it was when he swung his sword, you could attack him. And I'm sorry, Richard, if we, we, we kind of gave the strategy <laughs> away there. I apologize. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I still have to get past Merman. In order to so, <laughs> so, yeah. So the OP, he wasn't, he wasn't too bad. It just, it's just a matter of... And I think the consensus I, I, I've read about this game is once you kind of figure out the patterns for the bosses, mm-hmm. um, they become, you know, that's the trick. Once you get the pattern, then they become, you know, somewhat... Maybe with the exception of Merman, who I think you still need to have some pretty good reflexes on. Um, it's just a matter of knowing the pattern and, 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 and staying out of their way. The dragon is pretty random. You know, I, to my mind, there were there's sort of three platforms and he'll pop up, in my view, randomly. And so you just got to be out of the way. But uh, good bosses, I thought. I kind of felt, too, like, you know how you were talking, um, Richard, about, like, throwing versus butt bounce? I feel like I threw on the dragon, I threw whatever I had at the time, apples or whatever, and I feel like it was, like, it took me, like, ten hits to get that dragon down. Yeah. Like, a lot more. I thought it was only going to be, like, four or five, but it, it seemed like he, he, I had to hit him the most out of all the bosses. Yeah. I mean, I totally ran out of apples trying to hit him, and I, I had yeah. save stated it so that I had a full complement of apples going into that <laughs> dragon fight. And like, it was also very finicky the hitbox for the dragon. Like, you yeah. could hit it just like on the side of the head, and it wouldn't count. It had to yeah. hit it like right at its nose or something. So right. yeah, it took a little bit longer to work on that one. Okay. I think we covered kind of anything about the game. Is there anything that anybody wants to add? Miles, any final comments about the game before we move into uh, community impressions? All right. I have I have a final comment. Only only that, like, this game's good. I like it a lot. And I'm probably going to try out the other games in the series because I like this one and can see the room for improvement that I'm sure they 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 took. But I really like Mystery Quest. Mystery Quest is my favorite Mickey Mouse game. If you're going to play a Mickey Mouse game, Mystery Quest on the Super Nintendo is the best one. That's what I wanted okay. to say. <laughs> that I was going to ask you about that because when you fir- we first started talking about this, you were I-, I thought you had maybe said something that you weren't a big fan of these Disney games, or and uh, we know that your your Mystery Quest is no, I think that was Rainbow. Okay. <laughs> I'll just edit that part out then. <laughs> okay, so Mystery Quest, another... That's a Super Nintendo. Is That that was exclusive? Yeah, I think yeah. so. There was uh, Mystery Quest 1 and 2 on the Super Nintendo, and then the Super Famicom got Mystery Quest 3, but we didn't, which is kind of weird. Oh, there's a Mystery Quest 2 for the uh, Super Nintendo? Yeah, uh, it's the Circus Caper. Okay. I think. Melissa's the, the one write where that you down. play as Mini Minnie Mouse as well, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, what about you, Melissa? What about any any last thoughts you have about the game? Um, I I enjoy the game, you know, especially with the save states. Yeah, of course. And it was like it when I'll I'll be honest, January's been kind of crazy, and so I started this game up on Monday. Okay, today's <laughs> today's Friday, guys, and I started this game. No, Tuesday. I started yeah, this game. Yeah, you started on it a few days ago. Yeah. So I was able to play it Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Um, just for like a couple hours. So I, I think I finished it in around five-ish yeah. hours only. And so, um, uh, so yeah, it's that's, not a, long. that's a thumbs up for me. Sure, sure. It's you not know. a long game. And the save states certainly helped. It's my first game I beat of the year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know we were at the bragging portion of the podcast already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, uh, Richard, do you have any last thoughts you want to say about the game, your final impressions? Uh, you know what? I've been playing this game for 10 years, and there's still more for me to discover. So, okay. great game, That's good. in my opinion. Yeah. That's good. This, th- I will, can I say one more thing? This game also almost, um, I almost kind of want to play it, like try to tr- play it all the way through, like with, like via Q-Dog rules. You know. Oh, I don't know. So this, it seems tough. It, that game is tough. It, it for does. Me. I know, but it's it was good. Melissa. Though. Yeah. I just want to say I believe in you. <laughs> and I know that you can do it, and you have the strength to take this on. I believe. Oh, in see, you. now he makes me look bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll support you too. Let me ask it this way: So, Miles, or anybody really, was the game a challenge? Is this a hard game, or is this a pretty easy game by by your reckoning, Miles? What do you think? 
since we were doing this podcast, I, I knew I had to finish it by the end of the month. So I was like, okay, okay, you know, when's the when's it going to end? Uh, even though I was only playing it for five hours, like, cause I was worried I wouldn't be able to finish it or something like right. that. Um, but if I was just sitting down to play this game, especially like in 1990, this would have been a blast because you would have tons of replay because it would be difficult enough that you couldn't just speed through it. Like, I think it would have been a great game to have as a kid for sure. How about you, Ramvox? You, uh, I know you said you didn't quite get all the way through it, but, uh, are you going to continue with it? Is is the game too difficult, or is it worth continuing? I think the game is fine. At this stage in my life, my reflexes uh, for, for gaming uh, have diminished quite a bit. I don't play nearly as many games as I used to, so I'm very rusty yeah. on this. Um, I, I think the game has just enough challenge. I see some... I don't know if you got to the comments down there yet. I can't believe people finishing this in one sitting get out of here it's nonsense <laughs> uh but i suppose for people that play games regularly and you know have fun with it the problem i have and this is again not the game it's me i want to get through the game as quickly as possible which i believe we've also said is when i start playing a game i can't play super mario brothers anymore because i just start running and then, and then i run in, down a hole and and everything so i think this game is fine i just need to play by the game's rules and say oh look yeah. there's a challenge let me stop and think about it and find the best way to overcome it instead of just running into it and hoping for the best okay so with that i think i want to move into you melissa tweeted out mm -hmm. let's get some community impressions and we got a couple responses right yeah and so uh you want to read musty's sure okay okay Musty said that he misjudged Castle Evolution, thinking it'd be something overly simplistic. And after getting used to the earlier levels, I was able to finish this in one sitting, and I had a lot of fun getting it done. La-dee-da. La-dee-da, Mr. Streaming all the time, professional game player, Musty. Yeah, right. My only complaint is the speed. Mickey moves way too slowly, with the exception of a brief moment in the second world. And some of the platforming yeah. is a test of patience. Nothing that you can't overcome, but some things that you'll need to die to before you can overcome them. Yeah. Man, this reading is really hard. I noted that too. <laughs> there are some places where it's like they expect you the first time you see it, you're yeah. going to die, right? Yeah. If you don't, there's no way to know exactly what to do. Yeah. There was one where there was some. There was that pit, right? You have to run down this thing, or the yeah. apple, even. Oh, you run yeah. down this thing, and if you don't do it perfectly, and jump over, you're going to jump into yeah. the, You're going to fall into this pit, and it's an instant death. So, yeah, there's some definite and errors. And the, the clock area, too. I like that one, I think, could... You know, they, they had levels where you could pause, but mm -hmm. then, like, jumping over those gears and stuff, some yeah. of those would are difficult. All right. And then we have another uh, piece of feedback from Mark Thomas at Vulcan Jedi who says, this game and Aladdin are really good. And yes. I think, uh, yeah, some of these Disney games that came out at this time, they've all been, uh, I think they're all generally mm -hmm. considered a pretty solid title. I know that Aladdin also has some really good animation. Anything else? Um, and then uh, Jeff Jeffrey Hilliard at Self Destruct Toe, T-O-W, he was talking about the jumping because he jumped, he butt jumped by pressing jump twice and then found out later that you could hit down. And so he didn't, he didn't realize there was two ways to do it. Okay. So yeah, we talked about that, right? Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. That's it for our community uh, yeah. feedback right now. Right. So mm -hmm. before we wrap it up, I guess uh, I'll go around and ask for any closing comments. Uh, Richard, any, any last comments you want to say about castle of illusion? It's a good game. If you have it, you should play it. If you don't have it, it's worth seeking out. Great. Miles? I think that if you don't have this game, you should probably get that remake from 2013 because I watched some YouTube videos of it, and it looks spicy. It looks like the hottest version of this game. Looks pretty good. It does pretty look good. pretty good. Yeah. How about you, Melissa? What do you think? Um, I, I thought Should people play it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like a, just like a fun little game to pop in and play, yeah. you know? Yeah. And... and you know, I'm like, I'm not a platformer and I'm old, 
but you know, Musty said he did it in one sitting. I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. You know, that's that's the general consensus. There are people out there that yes. can probably pull it off. Yeah, it's a pretty. I think it's a pretty like Rambox said earlier. It's kind of an eight bit game with mm -hmm. a sixteen bit uh, coat of paint on it. Mm -hmm. uh, the game mechanics aren't anything particularly complicated. It's all stuff that you've seen before. And it's really just a fun game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you know you were skilled at it, you could probably get through it in an hour mm -hmm. or so, front to back. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's 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 worth you know, play it for yeah. an afternoon. Seek it out, and uh, I'm certain you'll get an afternoon's worth of entertainment out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hold it, hold it! I can't believe I forgot to talk about the Master System version of this game. Well, we're gonna fix that right now. I'm bringing in a true SMS fan. He's a prolific streamer and all-around great guy. Owaz from Owazrim Twitch channel and at Owaz Gaming on Twitter. Owaz, take it from here. A couple thoughts about the Sega Master System version of Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. I really enjoy the Master System version. I think it is a it's a great game. Controls are really nice, which is one of the complaints I have. With the Genesis one, Mickey's movement feels really floaty, especially with the jump, his jumping. He just he seems like he's just so much slower in the Genesis version. <clears throat> I beat the the Master System version, and then went immediately to the Genesis version, and it just it felt like Mickey was going in slow motion. The Master System version has really bright and vibrant colors. And in my opinion, the Genesis version, the uh, the colors and whatnot seem seem kind of muted. Um, I don't know if it's because it was early in the Genesis's life, but you know, it, the bright colors really you know they stand out and it looks to me it looks better. I enjoy it; it's more appealing to me. And <clears throat> nice thing about the Master System version is uh, you start out with only three health, but there's you can pick up the extra two. Whereas in the Genesis version, you start off with the five, and you just have to click the power-ups to uh, get to the three from three health to five health. Both games have good music. Um, I haven't beat the Genesis version. I made it to um, the giant in the Genesis version. I've beat the Master System version a couple times now. If I could only play one version, it would be the Master System version. Anyone hasn't played it and has the means to do so, I would highly recommend it. It's a great game and a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy it. Thanks, Oaz. And now we can close out this podcast. So um, that was January's Game of the Month. Right. Cartridge Club um, does a new game every month. And next month in February is going to be Bloodborne for the PlayStation 4. And remember, if you're playing along with us, um, go ahead and you can let us know that you're playing along by using the hashtag. Hashtag play along with Prime on whatever social media platform that you use. And then um, we, you can also go to the forums or Discord as well. Mm -hmm. And then in March, we are playing Ori and the Blind Forest. And that is available on Xbox One, Switch, or Steam for all those PC <laughs> lovers out there. Uh-huh. Uh, and for... Um, I should go back, actually. The CC Portable game for February is The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds on the 3DS. So if you are into portable games, play that one. Whether you've played the first game or not, yes, you can play right. that one. Uh, and for the Quick Save Clubbers, they are playing Vampire, The Masquerade, Bloodlines. Ooh, that kind of... They got a blood thing. They, they, they got, got a, a whole, yeah, they got a whole blood thing, thing going, going on in February, huh? Hmm. When I when I saw QSC, I thought that was QVC. Is that that like uh, <laughs> buying the stuff? All, yeah, the shopping channel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll be happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, so, and also, just to let you guys know, um, to those of you that are interested in supporting the club, beyond a review. Um, on the podcast app of your choice, I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made from members of our community. 
We are extremely grateful to those supporters, and if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look into how you can do that at patreon.com slash cartridge club. Okay. All right. So I want to thank our panel, uh, Miles and Richard, for joining us. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us one more time, Miles, uh, where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on uh, on the podcast that I do with Catherine and Chris called Flock Talk, wherever podcasts uh, are found. And you can find me on Twitter at Flock of Nerds. <laughs> Excellent. And Richard? Uh, look for Retro Fandango, again, where all podcasts can be found. You can find me personally on Twitter at the Ramvox. Great. Okay. And I'm Eric. I'm at the Mighty Q Dog or Mighty Q Dog on Twitter, and I run a YouTube channel with my wife Melissa called Mighty Q Dog. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Q Dog, and that is D A W G. So, we look forward to hearing from you next month, and see see you night. <laughs>